I read this scripture. I'm going to read it. I'm going to go there. It says, Great, great is Yahweh and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth. And Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king, God in her palaces. He has made himself known as a stronghold. This is the story. Not the story of one man. Not the story of a flicking, flickering torch of success in a sea of darkness and meaninglessness. This is the story. The story of a city set up on a hill whose light cannot be hid. Great is Yahweh and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth. God is in her palaces. He has made himself known as a stronghold. For lo, the kings assembled themselves. They passed by together. They saw it. Then they were amazed. They were terrified. They fled in alarm. There's something that the principalities and powers are going to flee in alarm at. Amen. And it's not the crown that sits on one man's head. Amen. It's the crown, the royal diadem, and the crown of beauty in the hand of God. Amen. It's a city. They were terrified. They fled in alarm. Panic seized them there. Anguish as, a, as of a woman in childbirth. With the east wind, you break the ships of Tarshish. They all became, they felt this way when they saw what God was doing. Amen. The principalities and powers shook and trembled when they saw not one man, but a city. You break the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of Yahweh of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish her forever. Amen. You break the ships of Tarshish, the merchandise, the, 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 the merchant ships, amen, of Tarshish. Where are they broken? Amen. He said, what we have heard, we have seen. We saw the strongholds of the world shatter like ships on the rocks of God's truth. And we saw it happen in the city of our God. God brought about revelation. God brought about truths like a hammer that broke the ships of Tarshish in pieces. Amen. Panic seized them. Anguish as of a woman in childbirth when the east wind. With the east wind you broke the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of Yahweh of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish her forever. We have thought on your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your temple. We've been reflecting, is what it means. As, in your, as is your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Amen. Let joy and victory and triumph, a spirit of thanksgiving, come into Zion, into Jerusalem. Let them rejoice 
because of the ships of Tarshish that have been splintered, because of the judgments of God that are true, because of the revelations that have freed us. Amen. And the next words, walk about Zion. Go all around her. Count her towers. Consider her ramparts. Go through her palaces. Remember, he began by saying, the Lord is in her palaces. He says, you need to walk around Zion. You need to go around and look at what God has been doing, at what God has done. Walk around Zion. Go all around her. Count her towers. Number her wells. Consider her ramparts. Go through her palaces that you might tell it to the generations to come. There's a story that's got to be passed on. There's a message that's got to be preached, that's got to be proclaimed through our lives. Amen. Through the circumstances of our individual histories. What is a story that's got to be passed on? Walk about Zion. Go all around her. Count her towers. Number her wells. Consider her ramparts. Amen. Her defenses. Go through her palaces that you might tell it to the generations to come. For such is God. Amen. This is God. Some translations say. You want to tell them about God? You want to tell them? You want to tell them about his power? You want to tell them about his love? You want to tell them about his spirit? Then tell them about Zion. Amen. This is God. Our God, who reigns forever and ever, and he will be our guide until death. Amen. My mom sent me a message, an email, the other, last night or night before last, yesterday, whenever it was. And she told me, she, sent, she wrote down a list of just one period in the church's history One period, she wrote down a period of three years, from 76 to 78. It's really just two and a half years, I guess. She wrote down all the things that God was doing in that time. And I just want to read them to you. I want us to walk around Zion for a minute. For the first time, God gave the unfolding God gave the revelation of the unfolding nature of his name. Yahweh, amen. El Shaddai, Elohim, Yeshua. It's a revelation. Amen. For the first time, God gave the revelation that ministry was not supposed to be a one-man show, but that there was a fullness to ministry, a plural eldership. For the first time, We started home groups. They started home groups. Amen. And ministry and discipleship began to happen on a personal, relational level. The revelation of the fivefold ministry. My dad, for the first time, dropped the term that had been put on him by the organization, reverend. Took it off all his credit cards, took it off his his title. Amen. And he stopped being called Brother Adams, and he said, just call me Brother Blair. 
And ever, all those systems changed. For the first time, the message came forth that the church was really supposed to live Matthew 18 and become a discipling body, not just informing from the pulpit, but conforming people through newthetic ministry. For the first time, it was taught and insisted upon the church meetings were not supposed to be three songs, a message, and some other program material, amen, but that there was supposed to be body ministry, that there were prophecies and words of knowledge, words of exhortation and testimonies, songs that God wanted to bring forth from His people. When you come together, each of you bring. For the first time, there was no church like that. When have you ever been to a church like this church? Like Brother Hush said, where there is no difference between what's going on on the floor and what's going on on the platform, but it's all one thing in the Spirit of God. God began to speak about what it meant to serve one another in natural ways, in daily life. For the first time, the church made a policy of supporting widows and orphans, and it began to step into all the areas of just serving and caring for each other as a real community. For the first time, God spoke about community and children, that children didn't need to go to Sunday school during the meeting, but they needed to be discipled by their parents. Sunday school was put aside and children came into the meeting. Amen. For the first time, God began to speak about calling them out through education, calling children out through education. And they started the church school which ultimately became the revelation of homeschooling, defined our relationship to the state. Amen. And they began to write their first, the first pieces of curriculum there in New Jersey. For the first time, God began to put it on their hearts that they were supposed to be complete even in such things such as home birth and began to care for each other and provide for each other and participate in life even on that essential level. And the midwifery was born, and prayer chains, and aftercare, and babysitting, and meals, and service. It was all outsourced to professionals. It came, amen, and life became real, and the body became real. For the first time, we agreed as a fellowship to abide by the biblical pattern for diet as a way of, of bringing more unity and health and, and severing ourselves from one culture and helping to establish the culture of Christ. For the first time, God began to speak about returning to a relationship with the land and being rooted in an agrarian culture. For the first time, postage stamp gardens were being planted and efforts were being made participating in that essential of life also. And you know it would culminate in the move to Colorado. For the first time, the Lord spoke about holiness as simplicity and not just modesty. And all the brothers stopped wearing three-piece suits and ties. And sisters changed the way they dressed. Amen. And we pulled out of that competitive fashion race that all the churches were caught up in. Amen. And finally, number 13... This fellowship resigned from the UPC, affiliation with the UPC. Amen. 
incurred great slander and persecution, even from their brothers. Amen. Let's tell about the man whose daughter was sick. Let's tell about the woman with the issue of blood. But why do we know those two stories? Because a crowd had gathered and Jesus opened his mouth and began to speak, saying, You cannot take new wine and put it into old wineskins. A revelation was coming forth that was breaking apart the old cisterns that could hold no water. Amen? The old wineskins that were going to be ruptured and all the new wine of the Spirit be lost. He was ministering a word about old wineskins and new wine and the Holy Spirit. A revelation was coming forth. And while he was speaking, a man walked up and said, a man walked up with a new wineskin. We know the story of that man and that woman with the issue of blood because we know what God was doing on the earth at that time. Let's walk around Zion and remember what God has done. Amen. Yes, all of our stories are a story of the gospel. It's a story of the death, burial, and resurrection. Amen? It's a story of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. It's a story of burying and committing our old man into the image and identity of Jesus and the union with his death. Amen? It's a story of being filled with the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in tongues. The resurrection power of God coming into our lives in a real way. If you don't have that story, you don't have the gospel, and you're not part of the story of the gospel. But by the same token, how is that different than Pentecost? How many had the Holy Ghost before they came to this church? Raise your hand. Amen. What made all these people come? Amen. What made them radically change their lives and leave the current not only of mainstream modernity in the world, but also the mainstream church that was completely united with that world. Amen. What made them do it? They walked about Zion and they saw, oh, here is a well called love whose waters have been poisoned for far too long because the form has been broken and the relationships that could sustain love have been destroyed. But somebody got down in the muddy pit of this well and purified its poisoned waters with the Word of God. Somebody got down and relined the inside of the well with stones of truth and said there's a form to marriages, to children and parents. Amen. This well can still give fresh water. Amen. And you walk through Zion and you saw that well, and you said love can still succeed. Amen. Relationships can still last. Oh, and you drank from it. That's your story. Amen. You walked about Zion, and you saw her walls. And you said, wait a minute. I've been all over Israel, and I've been in every city, every church of every stripe. These walls should be broken down and not one stone left upon another. I've seen it. There's no distinction. There's no protection. Amen. There's no power. Amen. These gates should be burned with fire and these stones should be a heap of rubble and ruin. 
God must have sent Nehemiah and Zerubbabel with his plumb line and held up the walls of covenant and brought the revelation that it wasn't just me and Jesus got our own thing going. But God was in covenant with his bride and you were in covenant with that bride as well. The revelation of covenant love and what it means to enter that covenant. That's what made you come. That's what held you. That's what protected you. That's what separated you. So that the Lord could say of you and your family, no curse can come because they do not mix themselves with the nations. So walk about Zion with me. Amen. Consider her ramparts and her walls. Oh, look, there's a watchman on that wall. Funny thing is, is I've seen watchmen before, and they didn't look like that. And they didn't blow a trumpet like that. See, all the watchmen I've ever seen, they played a melodic love song that entertained everybody and put everybody to sleep. Oh, God, there must have been a watchman. There must have been some watchmen who looked off in the distance and saw a great tribulation and trouble on the horizon and dug deep into the Word of God and said, what does it mean to be a shepherd? What is the five-fold ministry? Bring it back to life. Amen. Because these watchmen sound a clear note, and I see people preparing for battle and even winning battles over the principalities and powers of this world. Praise God for what He's done, for the revelations that have formed Zion. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Let's walk about Zion some more. You walked about Zion and you saw a place of sacrifice. You saw a place of service where everyone's life had great meaning because it was offered up in love service in union with the great sacrifice of Jesus. You look at this sacred altar of sacrifice in the midst of Zion, in the midst of the temple. And you said, my God, something's different. I don't feel the same thing when I see your people serve. I don't feel the same thing. See, I'm used to seeing something different in this place. I'm used to seeing an abomination that causes desolation. I'm used to seeing the idol of Molech, where people offer up their children. Amen. To advance his image and his kingdom on the earth. Why are your children not doing that? Why are your children not in public schools? Why are your children not in all, caught up in all the, the dating and the gangs and the violence and the whole scene of that world? Our children are serving Molech. Amen. Oh God, maybe my children could be like your children. Amen. Tell me. Tell me of the truths that pulled you from the lap of Molech. Tell me of the truths that ignited faith in a people that they could teach their own children. Amen. That God would be faithful. Amen. Tell me. Tell me what happened in your heart. Amen. This is God our God who reigneth forever. He shall be our guide to the end. Amen. Let's walk about Zion. Go all around her. Oh, wait a minute. Amen. I see craftsmen. Amen. I see people who find joy and meaning in their work. I see 
artisans, furniture makers and homemakers, and I see weavers and I see farmers and I see, see laughter and worship and work. And somebody tell me what's, what's going on here because if I'm not mistaken, all of these people used to be brickmakers. Amen. All of these people used to consider their vocations and their callings as little more than that of cogs in a machine that was building an ever-arising tower called Babel. Amen. Built together by pitch, turned to oil. Amen. Something's different. They don't, they're not making bricks anymore. What happened? Amen. Tell me of the cry of Moses. Tell me of the words of Exodus. Tell me, tell me of what quickened your hearts while you still labored in Egypt that made you trek out across the wilderness and finally into your promised land where you plunged your hands into the dark soil of the earth and said we can root our families here, we can have real life here, we can change everything about what we thought reality was. Amen. Tell me. Tell me about Zion. Amen. You see, I've, I walk through the gates of Zion here, and I'm thinking about all the other cities I've visited again. And they're all desolate. They're empty. Amen. Their house is left to, you, to them desolate. And they're waiting for those many mansions that he has prepared way up in the suite by and by. But the funny thing is, is I see... A mansion here that the Lord has already prepared. And I see many rooms. Amen. And each room has its place and function. But every room is filled with glory. Amen. What's going on here? Amen. I thought we were going to wait for heaven for this. Amen. Well, we, we once called ourselves a church. But we were just a heap of bricks. Amen. We had no order. We had no form. Amen. We were just piled upon each other. But then God sent master craftsmen. Amen. Oh, well, he must have loved you a whole lot. Tell me. Tell me of the blows of the hammer that beat away the old mortar from the old fallen houses that you used to belong to. Tell me of the way he took your life and fit and placed it as a lively stone in a spiritual house. Tell me of how you were fit and joined together by what every ligament supplied. Tell me of how you became a place where God could dwell, where you could be worthy to be called the temple of the living God. Amen. Tell me about Zion. Amen. Tell me the story. Tell me the story of Zion. Consider her palaces. Amen. Because that's where God dwells. Amen. Do you see? Do you see what makes us different? Amen. Amen. Are you like the people that broke Jesus' heart when he had fed the 5,000? Amen. And he was on his way to speak to the woman at the well. And he talked about food to eat that they don't know of. And they said in their hearts, Oh, he's speaking of the fact that we forgot to bring bread. And he was grieved because they did not even know what he had done when he had fed 5,000. They were blind to the miracles. Amen. They were blind to the miracles that could change a world. They were blind to what he was doing in their midst. 
that had never happened ever before. Anywhere else! Hey, man. They were just fixated on that bread and how it felt in their tummy. Are you like Jesus? Jesus' disciples? When he took the towel, tied it around his waist, took the basin, went to, to clean their feet, to serve them, to love them, to humble himself. And he said, whoever wishes to be the greatest must become the servant of all. Amen. Peter didn't like it, but he received it. Amen. The nuthetic, discipling, cleansing, washing of water by the word. Amen. When they were done, amen, they knew how to rejoice. Amen. In the grand entry, the triumphal entry, they knew how to rejoice when he walked on water. They knew how to rejoice when he fed the 5,000, performed resurrections, healed the lepers. But they were puzzled and confused and didn't even get what he was doing. When he put away the basin and took off the apron, he turned to them and he said, Do you know what I have done to you? Amen. Do you know what I have done to you? Has your place and your imaginations and your, your crowns somehow eclipsed the great picture, the great miracle that God was doing? Maybe they wanted to sit on his right hand and on his left and wear crowns in his kingdom. They did have the chance to share in something. Amen. As small accomplices in the gospel, in the story of a great kingdom, of a great city, set upon a hill that could not be hid. Amen. You have not come to a mountain that may be touched, but you have come to, the, to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to the great assembly. You have come to the judge of the ages. You have come to God. Amen. For such is God, our God, who reigns forever. Amen. Tell me of Zion. Tell me the story of Jerusalem. Amen. Tell me the words that snatched your children from the lap of Moloch. Don't just tell me about the cities that you used to belong to. Tell me how they were burned with fire. Tell me how they became desolate. And then tell me the story of Zion. Tell me of the city you found when all the cities had forsaken you and become, had become a haunt and a dwelling for every foul and unclean bird. Amen. Don't paint in vivid detail the country from which you had come out of, but never portray Zion. Tell me the story of Zion. Make my heart jealous. Make my heart yearn for that city whose builder and maker is God. I belong to that city on a hill. That's my testimony. Mine is not one torch bouncing in the darkness. Mine is one torch uniting with a thousand other torches, surrendering my light to that of a thousand other torches until we become the blazing torch in that city. Amen. Burning into the night sky.
For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. Amen. That's the only reason to speak. That's the only reason to open your mouth. Let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Amen. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, if I remember not your songs, because I remember what it was like trying to have church on the rivers of Babylon. I remember when they used to play the songs, but we didn't have the place. We didn't have the city. We didn't have the walls of covenant. Amen. We didn't have the house. We didn't have the orders of relationship. We didn't have the order of God. Amen. Tell me of the sweet times of communion when the glory filled the temple and no flesh could enter. Amen. That's what the world needs to hear. Amen. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation. Her salvation. But you said, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he came. And through the love of God and the ministry, amen, God did the miraculous. God did the unthinkable, the unheard of. God did what has never been done before. But what must be done if the church would ever have a chance? What must be done again and again throughout this whole earth? Amen. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. You say you're beside yourself. We've all got to get beside ourselves. We've all got to walk about Zion and remember what God has done until it fills our, our hearts and our mouths. That's our story. That's our vision. Amen. That's our purpose. That's our plan. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, 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 God. Hallelujah. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a blazing torch. Amen. We don't need the individual salvations that are lost from the city, lost from the commonwealth of God. We need Yahweh who has become our fortress, our stronghold. Amen. We need a city on a hill whose light cannot be hid. Her salvation, like a blazing torch, the nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. And you will be called by a new name which the mouth of Yahweh will designate. Thank you, Jesus. You can pluck a tile off the roof, a stone out of the wall, amen, a branch off the vine, amen, and you can herald it, but it has no meaning because it has no place until it's portrayed as, if, as the key function it assumes in the great city, in the great purpose, amen of a whole people. Amen. You once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Amen. We can lose the honor of our origins. We can lose respect and appreciation for what it took 
to make us who we are. Amen. For every blow of the hammer that beat away the old mortar of those old systems that used to bind us. Amen. Oh, we can see ourselves as part of a story. One snapshot in the narrative of the gospel of Jesus Christ that is the power of God unto salvation. And we can say, God, wherever your story is told, I just want to be a part of that story. Amen. 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 I don't want to hear the story of the woman with the costly heart. I want to hear the story of Jesus and how that woman's life played a part in helping him. Amen. When Brother Denny passed away, they sang that song. If anyone should ever write down my life story, for whatever reason there might be, I hope between the lines, amen, every single line, they would see that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And not just Jesus as a commodified event in an individual's life, but Jesus as a body of Christ with all of His power and completeness. Amen. You are the fullness. Amen. Amen. The church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Jesus! Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Amen. Is that your story? Amen. Jesus is the best thing. The only thing that ever mattered to me. The only thing that ever happened to me worth telling. Amen. And I'll tell everything. I'll tell of my failures and I'll tell of my triumphs. But I'll tell it all to tell of a city. I'll tell it all to help you, take you by the hand, and walk around Zion. Amen. And show you that there's a hope and a future and a kingdom descending from heaven. Amen. So that you can say, grace to it, grace to it. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. Rise up, O men of God. The church for you doth wait. Rise up, O men of God. Rise up and make her great. Amen. God, rise up and make her great. But there's never been a time
Yes. Yeah.